This is In the Know for Thursday, November 3, the 307th day of 2022. There are 58 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will have uh, day number three of Thankful Giving. We'll tell you about that. Plus, uh, Litchfield mayoral candidate Harold Miller is here. We're going to have another conversation with him. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in. No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. We are a Bluey household. <laughs> we are. Yes, we like the show Bluey. Yeah. And I've just learned, unfortunately I learned it too late before school, that the Bluey balloon is being added to the Macy's Thanksgiving <gasps> Day Parade for the first year. That it's is super exciting. The 96th annual parade going to feature 16 giant character balloons, 28 floats, 40 novelty and heritage inflatables. Uh, 12 marching bands, 700 clowns, 10 performance groups, and, of course, Santa Claus and newly added Bluey, in addition to uh, Boss Baby, Chase from Paw Patrol, Ronald McDonald, Papa Smurf. So it's already lining up okay. to be a great parade. But I th- I know a young lady, that once she hears Bluey is going to be in the oh, parade, yeah. she'll be all about it. Oh, yeah. As the I kids, love it. As the kids will say, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what they say. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Philadelphia. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm curious to know if you would like to have uh, your very own copy of the Constitution of the United States of America. Would you like to have a first edition copy of the U.S. Constitution? Not particularly. You wouldn't? From 1787? It's one of only two still in private hands. I just want to pull uh, a Nicolas Cage and steal it. I know he didn't steal the Constitution. Stealing stealing's wrong. You shouldn't steal, Sam. But he he had to for national security. Well, I understand. That's that's Nicolas Cage. That doesn't greenlight you to do it, though. But what if there's a map on the back? A first edition copy of the U.S. Constitution from 1787, one of two in private hands, is going to be auctioned off by Sotheby's next month and is expected to fetch $30 million. You got? Can you scratch that out? Put thirty million dollars together to get your own copy. Twenty-eight, 28 short. <laughs> or oh, no, 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 no. I'm too short. Uh, uh, no, will you pitch in the other two, uh, and we can absolutely. We can we can hang it instead of your whiteboard. If you can put together the twenty-eight. I'll cover the two. Deal, deal. <laughs> Patchy dense fog is what we awoke to this morning. Uh, from you know, I was down in the Meredith community this morning to start the day, and when I started down over the hill looking across Bear Creek Valley and then back into Litchfield and seeing the water towers off in the distance and you could see the fog below and suddenly the leaves have changed right in that range into a like a almost a garnet color like a, a reddish color and it just looks so pretty this morning with the sunshine in contrast it was a beautiful morning most of that fog has uh, dissipated 
We're going to see, uh, let me jump ahead to Saturday for you. Rain will roll throughout the region on Saturday, limiting highs to the 60s for most of us. Uh, we may tip into the 70-degree mark on Saturday. We're going to see daylight saving time end and a 20% chance of rain on Sunday. Election Day still looking good, maybe record high for Election Day. 78 is the forecast high currently. But let's not uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. Sunshine today, a high of 75. Mostly clear, 55 tonight. Mostly sunny. And 80 is what you can expect for your for your Friday for the first weekend of the high school football playoffs. Yeah, I think the last couple of years it's been freezing. Been the opposite of 80. Uh, well, guess what is the opposite of 80? Minus 80? Uh, I, I'm not sure. The Fed did it again. Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell saw it yesterday to strike a delicate balance at a moment when high inflation is bedeviling the nation's economy and commanding a central role in the midterm elections. Powell suggested that the Fed may decide in coming months to slow its aggressive inc- uh, interest rate increases, but they did raise another. The, the, the key rate now stands in a range of 375 to 4%, which is the highest in 15 years. So they may raise it again, maybe not so drastically in December, but they will just reevaluate when they meet next month. Uh, let's, uh, because we have a guest today, I want to make sure we don't, do not forget, and we missed the opportunity on Thankful Giving. Today is day number three. It it's it's uh, in our Thankful Giving. It's November 3rd. That means it's day number three. If you've not been following along this week, we are uh, doing what we can to help drive support for the Grayson County Alliance. They have set a goal of 200 large boxes to be distributed in the month of December, but we're doing the collection in November. If you're watching, you can see the list on your screen of all the items. If you're if you uh, have been playing along, participating along, day number one, you put in a box of cereal in your box. Yesterday, you put in peanut butter. And today, you are putting in stuffing mix into your box. That's uh, day number three. So, Miss Buckles over there, she has this, the stuffing mixes. Yes, and I'm going to put them in the box. Chicken-flavored stuffing mixes. Yes. Okay, very good. So, uh, she has a box. Sam has a box. I have a box. So, the three are going in there, and we will be following. Can I Can I see the list one more time? Time, Sam, I want to I want to get a sneak peek about tomorrow, so that we can give everybody a day. Box potatoes tomorrow, and then mac and cheese on Saturday. Yes, and then canned fruit on Sunday. So I'm just kind of giving you an idea of what to. And we can if you if you need the list and don't have the list, we'll be happy to send it to you so you can work a few days ahead. But uh, at the end of the month, we're going to be you know uh, providing these two the Grayson County Alliance Food Pantry, and trying to help them as they get into deeper into the holiday season. One person was injured and guests evacuated after an early morning fire at an Elizabethtown motel yesterday. The e, uh, e Elizabethtown Fire Department responded to the Days Inn on North Mulberry yesterday morning. About four fire alarms worked uh, just as they were designed and were essential in alarming sleeping guests, according to the fire chief. There, one person, though, was taken to a hospital after suffering from smoke inhalation. Not sure. Um, the, the fire began between a bathroom ceiling and the structure's roof. Probably electrical in nature was their preliminary uh, supposition, but that's not 
official ruling yet. Police have located the body of a woman in Green River after she struck a bridge in McLean County Saturday night. State police said the McLean County Coroner's Office believes it's the body of 28-year-old Elza Joe Cole of Evansville. The body was pulled from the river near Livermore on Wednesday afternoon. She crashed into the Highway 431 bridge Saturday night about 1130. Her young son was found alive on the riverbank. He provided authorities with information regarding what happened before and after the crash. Troopers, the McLean County Sheriff's Office, and Fish and Wildlife, as well as other uh, first responders, worked that scene. I hadn't heard about that until this morning, uh, that crash. Yeah, I read about it a couple of days ago. It's sad. Speaking of Evansville, an August house explosion that killed three people in southern Indiana uh, neighborhood has been ruled accidental after investigators traced the blast to a leaking natural gas line in the home's basement. The Indiana State Fire Marshal said its joint investigation with Evansville Fire into the August 10 explosion determined the leaking gas line was found uncapped with the valve in the open position. So they were able to monitor over the previous period there was a abnormal consumption of gas in that structure in the preceding 24 hours. And so then when they found... Uh, they found what they felt like was the culprit. They said there's no indication of foul play, and it was accidental. But a good reminder from time to time. Those things kind of go overlooked for long periods of time. You want to keep an eye on decaying pipes or damaged pipes or can, because it can be dangerous. Attorney General Daniel Cameron announced yesterday he has joined the National Anti-Robocall Litigation Task Force in taking action against Two voice service providers for alleged illegal robocalls, One Eye and Michael Lansky, doing business as Avid Telecom, are not cooperating with the task force's investigative demands. So, task force members have asked the court to compel both companies to comply with the civil investigative demands. Hey, do whatever you're supposed to do to end this robocall stuff. Sure. Hmm. Please. If they say don't be doing it, don't be doing it. I also, I will tell you, you know, we, we stopped, we got rid of our landline over a year ago. So now when I, you know, update things, I update whether it's online accounts or whatever, and I have to put my cell phone in there instead, mm-hmm. like well, here's my primary contact number. I noticed that it can't be just coincidence that I've all of a sudden started getting more junk calls to my phone. Like yeah. I used to be pretty good at that. Like I don't get a lot of that. I filter them out pretty well, but now it's like all the time. It's like what? So, yeah, I get I get stuff all so the time. They're getting got to got to download the app. It'll block it for you. Yeah, I could, probably should do that. It's a free app. Well, not only that, but the, she gets calls for, for Delma. Yeah, yeah. Right? Are you? That's you, my alter ego. You're answering any of Delma's Delma. calls? No. Delma, the real estate agent. Uh, not yet. <laughs> I'm I'm really tempted to mess with people. Ground has been broken for a skilled nursing care facility for veterans in Kentucky. The fifty million dollar Bowling Green Veterans Center will create 120 jobs, provide 60 beds. It's being built on 25 acres donated by the Intermodal Transportation Authority at the Kentucky Trans Park in Warren County. Governor Bashir, U.S. Uh, Senator Paul, and other officials were there yesterday for the groundbreaking. The governor said work had been underway for more than 10 years to place a state veteran's home in Bowling Green. We'll drive past it tomorrow. You will? Oh, that's a good That's a good way to get through town there, too. You go zip over there. Yeah, the, the new. Go to the Trans Park, get on 65, go down to Scottsville Road, yes. hang a Louie, hang a Ralph into the uh-huh. Greenwood parking lot, and there uh-huh. you are. Pretty we simple. get to pass, and I, my favorite part of always going to Greenwood, too, is the little, like, driving town that they have. 
Oh yeah, yeah, they do have that. Have, front I deck, always sure. wanted to just whip my car on there, but it was always that's right, always closed. Uh, speaking of Bowling Green, they've received three point three million dollars from the federal government for debris removal, going back to last December's tornado outbreak. FEMA has approved uh, two million dollars for debris removal throughout the city, and um, they got some other change that totals the three point three million dollars for various things. So good for them. Today is the day. Matter of fact. It may have come out in the last few minutes. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, it, it came out about an hour or two ago. Okay, so they got an early look. It was supposed to begin, I think, this morning, uh, about maybe about an hour ago. So Louisville has finally learned what their punishment is for being on probation and then still committing infractions. So I don't know what if they put them on double secret blind probation or what Quite the, the opposite. How that works. No postseason ban, a $5,000 fine, small reduction in recruiting days, and two years of probation. Hmm. It was pretty much a yeah. You you you. So basically, you, you can that? get away with most anything at this point, um, and the NCAA is inept. But then there is the argument. Let me ask you: What more can you do to them right now that would be worse than what they're going through? And this is this is for the Adidas yes. part. They've already done done the strippers. Oh right. <laughs> so yeah. the, the and the the thing the part that this is because I know it's funny that we we have to. We have to separate them. You you forgot. Wait, wait. You forgot there was one additional element of punishment in there. Andy Bashir has to walk into the locker room and say, you can't be doing that. They have well, to suffer that punishment, too. Kenny Payne. I think <laughs> I think Kenny Payne strippers. had enough punishment losing to... <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, they did. They <laughs> they've, may... gotten, they've gotten past that uh, that area. They, they may lose to Chaminade tonight. Uh, let's hope Kentucky doesn't lose to Kentucky State tonight. Uh, Calipari says Kentucky is not where they need to be. Well, no, I don't think any team is at this point, most likely. And that's just Cal talk. But, that, yeah, that's a whole lot of uh, Cal dialing down things. 56-38, they won over Missouri Western State on Sunday, but they'll play Kentucky State tonight. And Kentucky State, can they afford uniforms? Will they well, just out be wearing their, just wearing T-shirts Kentucky and basketball State, shorts? Uh, so Chris Livingston on Kentucky, his twin brother, plays for Kentucky State. Oh, yeah. So that's the reason why Kentucky State is on the schedule. Uh, as far as an exhibition, so it's gotcha. kind of the, the good story there. All right, so the Astros won last night. Um, History. Is it? Absolutely. Okay, I'm surprised. I figured you would say, you know, people are trying to say it's the second no-hitter in World Series. I don't yeah. know if a no-hitter by committee. It's not the it's, same as thing as Don Larson. Well, I mean, Don Larson also did it 125 years ago almost. You got a like. problem with Don Larson? Huh? You got a problem with Don Larson? Some kind? Apparently my, my intro music does. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I it's, it's a no-hitter. I mean, as I saw somebody put it, it was kind of the best point that I could have figured out. is, is If it was so easy, then why hasn't it happened yet? Okay. I think it's a fancy shutout. I think it's remarkable, but I think it's a fancy shutout. That's what I think. That allowed no hits. Yeah, there were no hits, if, but it's if, a fancy I mean, shutout. Listen, I think Hunter Green should have had a no-hitter that he lost, too, for the Reds. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Harold Miller is a candidate for mayor of Litchfield, and he wants to talk to you and uh, has opted to be here this morning. So we'll uh, have another conversation with him, and that's coming up here on In the Know. Today is Sandwich Day. It's also Men Make Dinner Day, so we know what men are making for dinner. Sandwiches. It's also Cliché Day today, so... Uh, whip out your favorite cliche wherever you go. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to Litchfield, uh, Litchfield Mayoral Candidate. 
and a frequent uh, visitor to the show over the years, Harold Miller. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Doing well. You have a favorite cliche that you, uh, or do you have a least favorite, favorite <laughs> cliche that you can remember? I, I can't recall one right now. One we use a lot that we probably wish we didn't was, it is what it is. They, but, you yeah. know, sometimes you just have to say it is what it There's is. No other that's, answers. That's kind of a cliche. That's right. When you don't know what else to say, that's what yeah. you that's what you do say. Hey, when you were here last, I guess it's uh, three weeks ago or so, um, we were just, you know, sort of uh, learning more about you. We learned quite a bit. We got maybe the obligatory background stuff out of the way but and i don't want to gloss over that because there's somebody listening today that probably didn't hear that prior conversation but we learned a lot about your background uh born and raised here locally uh met your wife becky here raised your sons uh now you've got grandchildren and they're being uh you know you've got two sets of uh fraternal twin grandchildren yeah which that's one of the odds of that. It's got to be a, of the odds. It's got to be a very unique club, right? Have I, you ever looked that up to know uh, as grandparents that it has to be a small fraternity? Would be yeah, my guess. I've never looked it up, but uh, you know, I, when you say to people two sets of twins, you know, seven year old and ten month old, everybody goes, "Wow, yeah," <laughs> so, uh, or bless those parents. Bless is what those they parents. probably say, and probably grandparents. Yeah. But one of the things that I learned from our conversation, uh, one of the things that has stuck with me that I, I think in ways is uh, is poetic uh, for for your journey through life is your story about washing windows yeah. at Arnett's. Mm-hmm. Right, you started on the outside out on the sidewalk yeah. and then worked your way inside. And you've kind of done that multiple times, whether it's Arnett's or Warren RECC or, uh, you know, you've served as an EMT, but you've had lots of life experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, been a good life to and a good place to to live life here you know it's uh um you know started out with warner electric started at at the bottom uh, you know ems that's something that you you've got to make yourself want to do you know it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a real joy sometimes helping people and some, there's some sad times with it too so a lot of life experiences um but I wouldn't take anything for them. A lot, a lot of good experiences here in town. It's kind of interesting. You think about the simplicity of washing windows. You think, well, it's not that hard. But you know what it is? It's a job that a person has to show up and do, and they have to do well, and they have to do with a smile, and they have to be reliable. And when you prove you can do that job, then guess what? You get invited in. Right. You know, the proprietor says, you've proven to me you can do this. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And then you parlay that into something else. And even with Warren RECC, you shared last time, you know, you started, and I had kind of forgotten this, although once you said it, it's like, oh, of course, I knew this. I used to see you all over town. Right. You were reading meters reading for Warren meters. RECC, yeah. which seems like well somebody has to do it but it doesn't seem like that hard of a job but guess what for a lot of people you were the face of that company because you were in people's yards you know you were handing them paperwork etc so and guess what you got invited inside once you proved your ability to do something else so i just think it's an analogy of kind of what you're you're doing and even when it comes to the city race you know you've served as a council person and you're hoping that you prove that you have the resume to be invited to do something yes. else is that how you're looking at it yeah you know it's uh a lot of it is about experience you know i spent eight years on the city council uh i learned a lot it's you know the first couple of years you're just kind of lost you're trying to figure out what's going on and who's who and what's what and all that but you know it's, it's to get in at that level and kind of see behind the scenes and everything and uh 
you always, as a council person, see things that you would do differently than somebody else or something you think would. So, you know, that's kind of what's propelled me to run for mayor. Uh, spent that time on the council. You know, I'm looking forward now to uh, representing the city as mayor and uh, trying to move forward with the city. Go back to Warren RECC just a bit. That is a business that when people treat it like a commodity and an expectation that when you flip the light switch, yes. lights are going to come on. Um, it's much more complex than that. And when you get to the top seat, at least in that local office, there are much more bigger things than what the average person realizes. Are there much bigger things than the average person realizes inside city government? You know, I think so, Mark. Um you know, there, there are things that – one of the things that I had mentioned on here the last time I was here, um, you know, there's some things being looked at that would be a great benefit to the city of Litchfield. Um, but, you know, those things, you just you – can't, you can't blurt those things out. You know, there's got to be a level of, of credibility to your government. Most people that want to come in here don't want it to be talked about until the deal's made, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to, to work like that. Um, but there's, there's just, you know, you, a lot of things with the city government that people don't see. And I learned so much when I got on the council, things that I you know, took for granted or, or thoughts completely different than what I found when I got there, you know, so. When you were here last, one of the things that I know for a fact, because I observed it, you know, I kind of measured the response. One of the things that resonated with people was when you made a statement, you said, you're not running against someone you're running for the city kind of explain what you meant by that yeah you know i'm not not running against anyone i know that like i said before there's a level of rhetoric that goes with running for office or being in politics of any kind so i'm not running against anyone per se i'm running for the future of the city you know i want to make it uh, the best place it can be and I, i'll be i am I, I feel like but i am one of the city's biggest cheerleaders you know we uh we generally uh Everywhere we go, somebody asks where you're from, you know, and you tell them about your city and the festivals it has and things like that. So, and, and you know, word of mouth is, is a lot. You you know, the more you talk, the more people listen most of the time. So, <laughs> uh, This race is getting uh, what I labeled as a lot of oxygen because there's not a lot else on the ballot to fuss about, if you will. There are no major county races. Right. There, you know, is a city council race, but it's it's being decided by a really small number of, of voters. We'll kind of yeah. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, and so, as a result, at this time of year, people kind of want to line up. You know, we've got this bad habit of tribalism, and we kind of right. get on one side, we get on another, and then we yeah. we throw our barbs at one another, et cetera. This race is getting a lot of uh, a, a lot of a, attention, and the current administration, you know, is suddenly having to defend some decisions on things, and they got some you know veterans that are not happy with the with the group. You're a, kind of an outsider at the moment, but I know you've been in some of those meetings. Is the is the 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 rhetoric or the the fear that they're hearing from some of those groups is that warranted? And if so, how have you looked at it and said, if I were in those shoes, here how here's how I would try and handle it? Have you thought about that? Oh yeah, um, thought about it a lot. And you know, I've, I've talked to different veterans groups, um, and there are differing opinions from different veterans. You know, but mm-hmm. the veterans that have been involved, what I've heard from them, going to council meetings and things, um, just like there's a lot, a lot of 
things that unseen things with the city government. There's a lot of unseen things with uh, different types of veterans. You know, they have different uh, needs. They have different uh, ills or whatever. And so I understood, but I understand both sides. You know, and I think that's what, uh, as mayor, I'll be faced with that a lot of times. And there's some some scrutiny that goes with being the mayor or on the city council. And I gladly I'll gladly accept that. But I, I think, you know, in to them, yes, it's it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, to some others, not so much. But there's a happy medium in there somewhere. And uh, you know, I think I think originally, um, when all this started, it could have been uh, done a little differently. Um, that's just me, you know. But uh, right, the 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 things they're talking about uh, are very important to them. So you know, you have to consider everybody's everybody's side. Sure. Uh, recent bypass land deal involving city and county dollars, piece of property sold to private developer. Um, I don't think it's a surprise for right. a future hotel right. along the, the, by, the byway, which has been long needed in the community. Is that a good deal for the community based upon your studying of it so far? You know, I think so, Mark. Um, I know there have been some questions as as to different situations with that deal, um, and I didn't fully understand that deal until I went a couple of days ago and I sat down with Judge Henderson, and he explained to me the uh, the details of what they did and what they were expecting, what they were looking for as far as a long term payback on it. You know, so mm-hmm. um, if you just look at it at face value, uh, there's a lot of ways to say that, man, you know, that shouldn't have been done. But when you step back and you talk to someone involved that uh, that is knowledgeable about the subject, then you can kind of see what 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 the ideas are and why they did what they did. So this is uh, where I become a little bit concerned about taking a factoid or a piece of data and then being able to spin it forty five degrees to fit any particular narrative that yes. a person needs to be needs to tell. That's happening, by the way, that's not happening in the city of Litchfield. That's happening in the United yeah, States of America. So but when you see it and you realize and and many people won't know the particulars of what you're saying. So l- l- let's kind of sum it up. There's a long term return on investment to the city and the county through uh, bed taxes, like through hotel motel taxes, right. that will will pay the city and county more a greater return on investment than if they had just parked those dollars somewhere else or sat on that real estate doing nothing. Is that a fair summation of it? It is, and like I say, any anyone that that questions that, I would sit down with with Judge Henderson, and uh, he and I talked about it the other day, and uh, and. You know, I was I was satisfied with the explanation he gave. So rather than make assumptions or uh, things like that, you know, I would say go to the source, and uh, that would quiet down some of that. I think you've been visiting a lot of people over the last uh, weeks throughout yes. the entire campaign season. Anything in particular that you're hearing from constituents that you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, the majority of the things I'm hearing when I go to North Litchfield are drainage issues. You know, okay. and that's that's a a huge problem for people there. Um, you know, I go other places, it's sidewalks, you know. So I kind of I kind of realized when I first started, after I got into this a little further, that I thought I had this vision, you know, kind of tunnel vision, what I wanted to do. But as you go around and you talk to people, um, the people that you're talking to are the people that 
that you represent, that you serve, basically. And uh, so, you know, from drainage, it goes from drainage to sidewalks to streets to, you know, different things, parks and theaters and skating <laughs> rinks, oh, you yeah. know. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's, uh, you know. It, I guess that what, what I'm sort of hearing is that everyone has different needs depending yes. upon where you go. There's not one singular fix to the right. things or one area of attack that you can uh, focus on and, and focus on any others. I, uh, I, I did mention earlier, you know, this, this race is getting a lot of attention just because yeah. it's kind of out there by itself and it's, and it's competitive. And yes. so people are talking about it, but I, there's an entire other ring of people. I'll give you a, for instance, I am a, I am a business owner. Mm-hmm. I am a property owner in the city of Litchfield, but I am not a city resident. Therefore I do not have a vote in the race. Right. However, the outcome of the race has big impact on me yes. as someone who has invested and employs people in the city of Litchfield. So that's created an additional layer of, yes, you've got voters in the city, but there are a bunch of people who are on the outside as well, kind of looking in going, well, what happens impacts me yes. directly. Do you, do you feel and sense that? Yeah. You know, I, I had that conversation with several people and uh, I've really never been asked that or, or had considered that before, but people started asking. So we went and, and uh, talked to Samara Heverin, and she did a little research for us. And uh, it's a KRS statute at, at this time. So I don't know, uh, I don't know that, that any senator or representative would take up the mantle of changing that <laughs> and say in the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but, but it is a KRS statute that, that disallows anyone living outside the city limits to vote. Yeah, probably not going to change. But I, I think it's an indicator that what happens inside the city of Litchfield has ripple effects beyond its boundaries out into out into the county. And more people are paying attention, even though they don't necessarily have uh, an impact in making a decision on the race one way, one way or another. Uh, when we talked uh, some several weeks ago, you know, I, I talked to you about uh, – a lot of people want to know what's in it for them. You know, they yeah. say, "Well, if you get elected, you yeah. get to you're the mayor, and you get to maybe try and uh, put your vision to work and that type of thing." But so many voters want to know what's in this for them. So, if you tell a voter, "Why is it good for me if I'm a voter? Why is it good for me to choose you?" Well, one of the things I, I've always tried to do in the in my business world, um, Mark, was to concentrate and center on the. At the time with Warren, you know, the members, customers that we had, I want to do the same thing with the city residents. You know, I, I want to move toward uh, a direction that will allow them and, and make them feel comfortable contacting me to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about, you know, whether it's a street, a sidewalk, or, or any number of things that could go on within the city. But, you know, I want to, I want to cultivate that personal relationship with people. I think uh, my past has proven that that's how I – that's how I operate. You know, I, I want to make relationships with people. Um, you know, I'm, I want to do the right thing. You know, I want to, I want, and I want people's input. Uh, you know, I have, I have been on, I had been on the city council eight years and some people, contrary to some, some belief, there's times that the city council doesn't have a lot of say in things, you know, so I want to give that council, make it a more working council, uh, and, Everybody stay abreast of what's going on, and, and everybody's everybody's opinion is included and respected. 
If you're a city voter, you've got more choices than about anybody starting today. You know, early yes. voting, early non-excused uh, or no excuse necessary voting yep. starts today. And if you're a, a resident in the city of Litchfield, you've got, you know, a bunch of choices and a bunch of candidates to, to make through. Um, take a half minute and tell voters why it should be you. Well, as I've said before, you know, I grew up here. Litchfield is a very important place to me. I raised my family here. Uh, I want to continue to raise my family here. So the things that that I've addressed with, with you guys in the city that I've talked to, uh, been to numerous homes, uh, I think you know where I'm coming from. I will be a, an accessible mayor, and I will respect everyone's opinions, regardless of whether, whether I agree with them or not. And, uh, you know, the, the employees of the city, um, I want to get to know them, get, get to be able to work closer with them, and, so I, I just think, you know, we're, I've always worked in what, what people called was a family atmosphere. And uh, I think if people are, you know, care about one another and, and uh, trust everybody, then the world sm- moves a lot smoother, you know. so Rising tide raises all boats. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, thanks for coming in. Um, appreciate it. Good to see you again. Uh, best of luck to you in the in the election coming up. I guess start you know starting today with yeah. some of the early voting. But I also want to thank you for investing in us. Well, we're a small uh, business operating the city of Litchfield. You invested in us to access voters, and so as a business owner, I I appreciate you that investment and that trust. So thank you. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you again soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mark. That's Harold Miller, Litchfield mayoral candidate. Got to get to a break. Be back with more here on In the Know. Time of my life. Did you know the most used expression in the world is okay? Okay. Yeah, it actually is an expression. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it is pretty much universally understood. Yeah. It's uh, yeah in all languages it translates. Mm -hmm. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the most used expression around the globe. Well, okay then. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have to. I'm I'm afraid I have found the equivalent of Yanni and Laurel, or is it a blue dress or is it a gold dress? And the reason that it the reason that it can be concerning is because, well, Sam, your mom is a little bit involved. Uh, we, we've already we've talked about. I sent her this last night. I saw this and, uh, yeah. So Adele Atkins. is telling us that we have been pronouncing her name incorrectly all along. It is Adele, according to her. No, Apparently, the correct way to say Adele's name is Adele. No, it's Adele. As opposed to the more popular pronunciation of Adele. Uh-huh. Now, if you have her British accent, I can see where it would come out, Adele. But... Well, see, what's interesting is my grandfather, who was British, it was Adele. Mm, it was emphasis. It uh-huh. was heavy on uh-huh. the first syllable. Uh-huh. So I guess what that. I'm wondering is, many times on the show, mm-hmm. when that name is mentioned, now I have to clarify, Adkins or Gormley. So are you going to go Adele or Adele? So I'm wondering if I can modify. Syllabically, I can save myself a whole lot of time. See, I feel like... If I can just go Adkins is Adele... And Gormley is Adele. I feel like Adele is somebody that lives in, like, Caneyville or something. <laughs> like, I know Adele. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Brit. <laughs> or Big Clifty or something. That's a good one. I know Adele in Caneyville. Do you? 
do you know? Yes, a, I, a, I know a, someone whose middle name is Dale in Caneyville. Well, I, I, I know, know a, a chip. I know a, a, Dale a Dale from that lives in Brownsville. <laughs> Does that count too? I, I, sure. I'm just my mother's middle name is Dale. I'm not sure I knew that. There's no uh on the front of it. Just just Dale. So should we honor Adkins' request, or should we just do it our way? I'm going to do it my way, but I, I rarely say it. But now I'm curious, <laughs> how, what is the spelling of your mother's middle name? My mother's middle name? Yes. I'm Dale, just like Dale. D-A-L-E. Okay. It was like Dale Evans inspired. Okay. Roy Rogers, Dale Evans. Okay. Not Earnhardt mm-hmm. Jr.? Not Earnhardt Jr., believe it or not. I know it's hard to hard to believe. Or Farmer in the Dale. Well, no, see, it's Farmer in the Dale. It's was, not Farmer in the Dale. It's Farmer right. in the Dale. And that's say, where it, I was like, okay, is it? It's easy to spell my mom's middle name. Because there is none. I was just say she, yeah. she, never had, so she doesn't have one. Yeah, she didn't have one. So I guess technically her middle name would be her maiden name. So she grew up deprived, is what you're saying. I, something I'd, Actually, forms are easier to fill out. <laughs> Except when it's a required field. Then you go, oh, Well, now, now, now luckily I'm, she now has conflicted. Thistleton as the maiden. Yeah, name. sure. Got it. Okay, so it sounds like we didn't really settle that. No, we didn't. So we'll just do whatever we want to do. Uh, congratulations to Mariah Carey. The copyright lawsuit against her All I Want for Christmas has officially been dropped. So, um, yay. I will say, though, that song should not be played until the day after Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. I hear I hear shouting coming from Tilden Street right now. No, I don't care what they say. It should it should not. I think you might be driving over the hill right now already. It should not, without a doubt, be played until oh. at least the day after Thanksgiving, and I think that's reasonable enough. This is true that she does have an accent over one of her e's. She does. Yes. She has a she has a fancy till day. Correct. Really? Okay. So, so there you go. There's your so, difference in okay. how to save in between her and Adele Atkins. All right. So they spent they spent capital on the till day and couldn't afford a middle name. That's what it was. We say instead of you getting a middle name, we're giving you a till day. You get a cool make you, till day. That's exactly right. I like. I that. think she made out like a bandit. Congratulations yeah. to her on that. That's really cool. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on in the know. MB's point to ponder. For today, but when I was a kid on the game shows and all television shows that they wanted you to participate in before email days, they said, send an SASE. Right, send us an SASE and we will send you blah. Send, send me a what? An SASE. Oh, no. And so I always wonder, like, what? What when I was little, I was like, "What's an SASE?" As I got older, SASE was self-addressed stamped envelope. Oh, Sam. Okay, I know what I I know what that is, yeah. but I've never heard it referred to as because an it was too much to chroma key in to their slides. Send an SASE to you know Thirty Rockefeller Plaza, New York City, one double o one o or whatever. And that way you could go to your mom and say, I need an SASE. That's right. I need, so you would address it. Yeah. So you would, you would, you would send them an envelope that was self-addressed and stamped. I get that. They put their thing in it, send it back to you. But is it, wouldn't something that was self-addressed, a self-addressed envelope, wouldn't it (laughs) say to envelope? I, I, I mean, if you want to. 
take it literally, then I guess you're right. So is S-A-S-E all misleading? Shouldn't it have been an envelope addressed to yourself with a stamp on it in an envelope sent to us at, that would technically be correct. What's the acronym for that? It's kind of lengthy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're doing a Michael Scott headline there. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) On television tonight, game five of the World Series. So it's tied up 2-2. Who's going to win tonight? See, that's interesting. Day after a no-hitter. Who wins Who wins going? Who, I has, think it's who Ver- has the edge going back to Houston town? I think it's Verlander tonight, right? Which, I, if it's Verlander pitching, I can look it up. Then I'm picking the Astros. Okay. So game five tonight in Philadelphia be the last game of it the is World Ver- Series. It is Verlander against Cindergarts. That's a good matchup. I'm going to take Verlander and the Astros. Young Sheldon tonight on CBS. Ooh, this is George Sr. is asked to help with the football team. Well, remember, he quit the football team mm-hmm. because, well, they really ousted him. and then yeah. but, So now they want him to come back and volunteer. The first 48, sorry, spoiler alert. The first 48. <laughs> Hope you're caught up. <laughs> we aren't even caught up, no. and we know that much, aren't we? <laughs> Season 24 premiere of the first 48 on A&E and on ABC, Station 19. Hmm. <laughs> Today's highlight in history, this day, 1986, the Iran-Contra affair came to light. In 1976, if you know, you know. I'm not going to tell you what the Iran-Contra affair is if you don't know. In 1976, not 1776, 1976, the horror movie Carrie, adapted from the Stephen King novel starring Sissy Spacek, was released. Did they do a remake of that, like, in the last... Yeah, I think so. Ten years or so? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That would have, that'd be the type of thing. I was going to say that would, that would go, be right up her, more her that, alley than. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It, yes. Spam risk. Yeah, speaking right. of, yeah. In my eyes risk. and out the back of my brain. In 1992, Bill Clinton was elected the 42nd president of the United States. The New World Trade Center, 1776 foot skyscraper, opened this date in 2014. Download that app right there. Let's go to. The people who run that app probably just stealing your well, stealing you, your data. Well, some you other have way. you have that, don't you? Yeah. No, it's it's through the provider. So, by the way, I have spam calling, uh-huh. uh, filtering, but I have it turned off currently because I'm getting important calls from yeah, numbers I, I might not have. Too. So, but in in before too long, I'll be able to turn that feature back on. Shadow Stevens is 76 today. <laughs> So I got to tell you, I just realized this um, about an hour ago. I had a dream last night. I can't believe it's Shadow Stevens' birthday. I had a dream last night that I was in a, at an event where all of the hosts of American Top 40 were recognized on stage. Ryan Seacrest? Casey Went from Kasem. Casey Kasem all the way to Ryan Seacrest. Shadow Stevens was in there. Rick Dees was in there briefly, like mm-hmm. before he went and had his own countdown. And I thought, Kentucky's own. this right? is so in, weird. Isn't Rick Why Dees from Kentucky? I don't think so. No? Uh, no, that's news to me if he is. I could be wrong, no, but they, I've never They, they did never make known another that. carry, too. Lulu, <laughs> Lulu is 74 today. Not little Lulu. Lulu the singer. British singer, in fact. Anna Winter. The Vogue editor is 73. Roseanne Barr is 70. Dennis Miller is 69. Adam Ant is 68. Kentucky's own Phil Sims is 67 today. And Kendall Jenner is 27. Yeah, no, he's from Jacksonville. Gone but not forgotten. Stephen Austin, the principal founder of Texas' capital city, born in 1793. Bob Feller, born in 1918. Got an autographed baseball by Bob Feller. 
Sean Casey, Reds legend, tells a great story about Bob Feller. He does. Hilarious. Charles Bronson, born in 1921. Ken Berry, who replaced Don Knotts on Andy Griffith's show. Was not nearly, he played Warren. Not nearly as good. Uh, was It's uh, the anniversary of his birth as well. I'd tell you what year it was, but I've already laid that paper down, and I'm not going to pick it back up. Wow. <laughs> Let's go to Chart Toppers, 1953. Pee Wee Hunt was number one with O. This sounds like O. 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 You all are under-impressed with my... I'm getting her set up with the... uh... Let's go to oh. 1962. Yes, that was the name of that song. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was just saying that uh, the most I accidentally almost just just blocked somebody's number that I shouldn't have blocked. Uh-oh. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> the Contours were number one in '62. Walk me around. But yeah, I'm back. And now I'm back to let, to let you know I can really shake them down. Sam, I'd really like you to step up your wardrobe game a little more like the contours. The all white? No, I'm like the little waist jacket. I like the little watermelon. The little waist jacket. Okay, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go to 1971. Sometimes I leave room in there for you to do it. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves share number one in 71. She's still going too, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's she figured out how Vegas. to turn back time. Have you ever seen her in one of your trips to Vegas? No, no, no. Now, is that a no, 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 like you would not see her? or? Well, I would see her. I would okay. say no. You, okay. The question was, have you? And the I didn't know was, if that was like a was, no, no, you no, couldn't no. pay me to go watch Cher. And I didn't know why you had such a... No, I mean... Oh, that was so good. You'd actually want to see Cher? Interesting. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah. want to see her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, well, I mean, she's on the list of my seats. My mom's got the next, the best in Vegas coming up. What's coming up, you say? Well, my mom's got the best person in Vegas to see coming up here. Well, I mean, I've, uh, I've uh, seen a lot of concerts, but Cher would Adele. be She's going to see Adele. Adele's going to see Adele. Uh-huh. We didn't know the time. 1989, Alabama was, was number one. It didn't seem Living like in things were all high cotton. Already. Old times there were not forgotten. Miles, this is, I mean, this is a good album, miles. and you know I don't care for country music, but... As life went on I forgot there was another verse. Yeah, there is. Had about 14 too many in that song. Let's go. Now looking back, I understand. We were walking in high cotton. Old times they are not forgotten. I'd like to have that car, that convertible car that they're riding around in in that video. I'd like to have any convertible car. Probably not any. I don't know, hon. Any single one? If it runs. As Taylor called it, a car without a lid. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody in town could uh, just turn your car into a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alanis Morissette. I've got a blowtorch. Alanis Morissette, thank you, number one in 98. I'm sure 
Colby Calais, Bubbly, number one in 07. And the Chainsmokers and Halsey Closer, number one, six years ago today. Just got a call to get Dale a big clifty. He'll do it for you. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To be united is a great thing, but to respect the right to be different is even greater. To be united is a great thing, but to respect the right to be different is even greater. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.